0: What's up? Well, that's good, fam. I am so excited. I'm always excited, especially for Wednesdays because I love getting to interview great people. And today I'm going to interview someone that I'm actually personally a huge fan of. And if if you're not, you probably are. You just don't even know it. So this is Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping At Last. He has an incredible podcast. He's had music that you've probably heard, whether it's on Grey's Anatomy, Twilight, the Ellen show, like so many places It's everywhere. Um, But he's just an incredible person. He's a husband and a father to two girls, and uh, I'm excited to have him on the show. So welcome, Ryan, to the What's Good Podcast.
1: Hi there. Uh, thank you so much. Seriously, I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Yes, we are so excited, to I say we. Uh, I kind of always talk as we, which is funny because people are like, who's the we? Where's the we? And mostly it's <laughs> like, like my that. husband or my team. But in this case, it's actually like everybody um, who listens to the podcast. I know I'll we'll be excited to have you that. on. Well, I have to ask uh, you the hardest question ever. What is the best yeah. piece of advice that you've ever been given?
1: Oh gosh. Okay, so I I think the best piece of advice I've been given, or the one that keep that stood out in my mind as I was trying to trying to figure out my answer for this question, uh, was from Bob Goff, who I know is a mutual friend of ours. Yes. And right at the time we had our firstborn, so I have two daughters, uh, Lily and Iris. Um, Lily's six, so about six years ago. I was in the the kind of the haze of of being a new dad, and I was talking to him and and was basically just saying like i'm I'm having a hard time like being present and just like just being you know um like I'm so tired and I'm so exhausted yeah. and he was like, What if you had a magnifying glass and you just Continue to look for your daughter's fingerprints everywhere that, um, like every day. And so wow. a, a couple of weeks later, he sends me a magnifying glass. And so to me, what that means is just to notice the beauty of it, of, of today, and the beauty of getting to show the world to my little girl. And wow. so I, I now have a little collection of, of magnifying glasses as, uh, as reminders so of those. Uh, of that message. So I don't know if it's advice, but it's That's a so it's a perspective good. that helps
0: me notice. That's so good. Here you are right before we started, he's like, "Oh, this question's so intimidating, but I mean, that was so good and if you have a collection that seems to Aww. be a pretty significant advice to you." I love that. Um, Absolutely. We, you know, yeah. we just had our first daughter and our Congratulations, first and she's a seriously, girl. so Thank excited. You. Thank you. We're How so excited. How old is excited. she now? She's only 2 months, so she's still just oh, a little a little boo. I know. Um that's but so special. we are obsessed. Um, so it's just cool to hear your perspective of, you know, your daughter is kind of changing your perspective on the daily basis because she's already Aww. changing ours for sure oh
1: I am sure it's like a week it's a week to week thing like yes. every, like each week is so different from the last week and then um, like your perspective on on every part of life is is shifting throughout their whole life and that's so that's so special you know
0: it is so true I know when people have said to me they're like do you feel normal like my friends because they haven't had kids yet do you feel normal I'm like Well, yeah, like I feel like a normal person, but I feel like a better version of myself. Like things that like I struggle with that were just like so insignificant, you know, I just feel like have fallen off of me. Cause yeah, I'm like, wow, my life is so much bigger than myself. And I always knew that, but having her as that reminder is amazing. Um, oh,
1: that's so beautiful.
0: So you are an artist. You have you write songs. You you sing them. I think you I also do. play many instruments. You have a very creative brain. And like I kind of mentioned, your music <laughs> has been heard on Grey's Anatomy, on the Twilight Saga, on all these really big things. And I know there's so many more. I yeah. saw Jane the Virgin too, which my family I really liked that show. So that that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But what does that feel like for you know you to sit in your home? and write a song and then one day hear it on the big screen because for me and this is such a smaller scale but even just like you know you write a book like by yourself and then all of a sudden like everybody's reading it you know so what does that feel like for you to write something and then all of a sudden it's just like out there
1: yeah. First of all, writing a book sounds so huge to me. Like I, I like, I can't imagine like with a song I'm writing, you know, maybe 20 lines and, you know, a book right. is full of you know, <laughs> hundred, hundred and something pages. Um, but That's anyway, smart. so I, I, I grew up just kind of in love with that art form. And, um, obviously I fell deeply in love with music. And so to be able to see those things kind of come together is really, really special. Um, the first time I ever had a a song in a TV show, It was this uh this live action version of tarzan (laughs) this this is a long time ago (laughs) and i don't know that it ran very long but um but it is uh like you know i I gathered my family up together we all we all sat and tried to hear when the song was playing and it was so quiet in the background that i i I couldn't even tell it was my song and so from that moment on it's been like this this even that was special you know wow (laughs) that's so cool so i i really geek out whenever whenever i have that privilege or opportunity it's it's really special
0: that's amazing do you feel like i know you love the movies and you say like it's so cool for that do you feel like you write your songs for that or do you just do you have like a specific thing that you write for or is every project different
1: every so i, I started a while ago writing in theme which is kind of a creative hack because it basically for me it allows me to like if i know in my atlas project like i have a long form series called atlas that it's this very thematic music and I have the song titles already written before any of the music comes at all. And so it's really fun to have a jumping off point, you know, like I'm going to write a song called sorrow, you know, like it can't be super happy. (laughs) Like there's some really like instantly like limiting in a, in a creative way in a really helpful creative way. Um, it instantly gives me a framework to work within. And so I never really write unless it's a, unless I have an opportunity to write specifically for a movie. Um, like for twilight, I actually wrote turning page. Like after reading the books and trying to submit wow. it for the film. So I also knew that there was a very slim chance of me getting that song in the movie. So I wanted to make sure that if it didn't make it, it still was like a meaningful love song to me and my wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's so sweet. it wasn't
1: fully Edward and Bella vampire song. But um <laughs> But yeah, so on occasion, like if it's a for a specific project, I will write very much with with film and TV in mind. Um, But all of my normal songs that get used in film and TV were written just because I am I'm basically music's my therapy. It's what it's I I process everything through it. I um, I, even even like my girls growing up, I, I was I was just thinking about it like I have little snippets of their life kind of interwoven into um into each of the songs in the last six years wow. and so it's it's even helping me like process time and memory and that <laughs> so, is the coolest so usually that's thing. my jumping off point yeah
0: that is the coolest thing ever it, it seems to be that way it's like whenever you write for something it's good but then the moments that come out of the really just raw organic moments of life are the ones that end up touching people in the sweetest ways yeah you know? it's yeah awesome. that's totally
1: true thank you yeah it's it's a it's a I kind of balance the two where it's like a, a, a blank canvas for me is the scariest thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> if you're just like, hey, would you write a song? Any song, it doesn't matter what it's about, just write it. Like that sounds so exciting, and then all of a sudden, I my mind just kind of breaks.
0: Oh yeah, no, <laughs> so I get I lay that. out
1: these like thematic, like, all right, I'm going to write a song for the five senses. All right, so that's yep. you know, touch, taste. Um, I'm going to write a song for each of the planets in our solar system. I'm gonna, you know, like that kind of stuff yep. helps me. Like, it it, it just. Every, all of those little details, my research into each thing, um kind of feeds back into my creative process. and that's it's, it's so really cool. fun that way.
0: I feel the yeah. exact same way when I have to do something if I like especially in writing. I don't know if you've ever watched SpongeBob, but there's this scene in SpongeBob <laughs> yeah. where he's like literally up for hours. he has to write this paper, and he's like so stressed because he doesn't know what to say. And you see him just like working <laughs> away. And then finally, you see what he wrote, and it was, the and sometimes i feel like that i'm like trying to get a (laughs) start and i'm like that literally
1: is the entire writing process right there right it's
0: so (laughs) true it's so true well you mentioned your um atlas journey and that has been just such a cool thing to follow along in bits and pieces of it oh thanks um One thing that I'm really inspired by you is how you take your time with a project. And I feel like nowadays people want to just get something out fast. You know, it's like, you know, as soon as we can get out, we just put it out and you've really taken your time on things, especially, which we're going to talk about later, the Enneagram, like, you put out yeah. one and then you didn't really know when the next one was coming out for the listener. <laughs> no idea, like yeah. we were all like refreshing, refreshing. <laughs> and you know, that's really cool though. Cause you took your time. What Thank have you. you seen? Like, how have you seen that benefit you and your projects taking time? And when do you know that it's ready? Because that would be hard. Like, oh, you know, gosh. you could always work on something, yeah. but when do you just say, okay, it's, it's good. Like go.
1: Yeah. Oh goodness. I, I don't know if I ever really have that feeling of like, It is a hundred percent done. It's so abstract for me where it's almost like, it's almost when things stop bothering me about the song. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) when I know I'm like, all right, I, there's nothing I can, be mad at right now, you know, like there's no, there's no track that's sticking out. And so I think that might be done. I don't have any more ideas to add to it. Um, I've said my, you know, I, I, the message came across and so it's never with like, it's done. And I, I like go celebrate. I wish, I wish I had that. Cause that would be so much more fun. Yeah. I've had a couple <laughs> of friends like try to celebrate like the ends of, you know, actually when the Enneagram was, was done when I finished those nine songs. Um, and for me to it like like i knew in my mind that it i should be celebrating this but in my it, like it, i could i could probably work on the same songs forever
0: right right <laughs> like
1: yeah it w- i would i would torture myself entirely by doing that and i would live a very unhappy life if i let myself <laughs> do that but um but i yeah so i i do have that like perfectionistic idea in my head where it's like it's never actually done but i do have to let go of it at some point and yep. that letting go process is it is yeah it's like this very ephemeral like like, actually, I just finished a song um, for the the third chapter of my Atlas series, and it's been a little while since I've worked on it because I took a little bit of time off. And um, even being in tune with what that feeling is, is I, I'm just out of whack. So it took me mm-hmm. it took me weeks of listening and just trying to like I would I would show up to the studio and just just sit like with it on repeat and just not knowing, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I supposed to be adding things? Am I supposed to be closing it out? Like, I don't like, so I, it's a, it's a funny process, but, um, but you asked uh, more specifically about like taking time with the songs and it's, it's a it's similar to um writing with like a prompt or a creative like theme and versus like just being free with it. Um, I find that like, there's a there's an exact balance that I have not figured out where I want to I want to make sure that I can take enough time to get it right, but at the same time, not too much time uh, with a project or with a song uh, to to start like letting in the doubt and the, the insecurities yeah. and letting all of those questions kind of have a louder voice. So that's, um, that's been that's been tricky. And I, I think I actually kind of fumbled a little bit on this last song because I had too much time with it. Yeah, <laughs> like it, you know it's that. the first song of a big project and I, I just was like, nobody's waiting for it yet. I'm kind of, you know, I haven't yeah. released it announced or I haven't announced like the release date, And so, um, that in my head just created, like I could work on it for a couple of years and, uh, I would, I'm, I will get increasingly more unhappy if I do. So
0: So, yeah, it's a a balance. I think that's good advice for people though because I've seen that perfectionism kinda keep people from actually putting things out that either God put on their heart they've been working really hard on and it's like, no, like put it out, that's gonna touch people but it's like, Oh, but there's this and like nobody would notice the this. Like everybody would be inspired by the thing that you put out but we get in our minds we're like, it's not good enough, it's not this, it's not that, whatever. But that's good advice. Of like, you know, take your time with things. Like, you know, steward what you have well. But then don't sit on yeah. it too long that you start getting insecure exactly. and you start writing a whole nother story and then just ditch it and you're like nobody ever sees it. You know? Yeah.
1: And then all so. of a sudden you can't appreciate. I actually I do feel that way even with releasing it. Um, like so not even just finishing it but actually making sure people get to hear it because if you hold something too long, I found for my music like you you've kind of grown a little bit in the, in a year or in six months and so I really like the idea of as soon as finished with something that it can be received pretty quickly after that. And so I don't yeah. usually follow like the traditional PR plan of like, you know, prep for months and months and, you know, have a, have a campaign going around it. I, I, I love the idea of like, as soon as it's out of the oven, it can be enjoyed.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, these, eat these it while warm it's These warm little
1: cookies. That's yeah, right. Exactly. It's eat always it's hot. better right. right out
0: of the oven. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I heard,
1: um, I heard somebody say I can't remember who it was, um, and it kind of haunted me for for the last ten years. Um, but you you get to a certain part or a certain point in your creative process where you're spending ninety eight percent of your time making it two percent better, wow. and that's a dangerous place to be. And I feel like I'm there often, where I'm like wow. tweaking, a, you know, like a, the EQ on a guitar or something. It's something that nobody will hear or care about, but something about it is bothering me or not sitting right, and I'm spending you know all of my my time trying to make it, you know, 2% 2%. better. So that's a, that's a wrestling that I can't totally like, uh, cause part of me feels like, well, if you can get the 2% better then do whatever it takes to do that. And then the other part of me is like, that's not actually how creativity should work. You know, you shouldn't be, we're not aiming for perfection. We're aiming for, for true, you know, um, communication of what we feel and think yes. and so
0: that's so, yeah, so true I, and I, it's haunted
1: me <laughs> so I will now let it haunt you
0: <laughs> oh yeah no now I'm like okay great <laughs> yeah. thank you well it's actually so good because I am finishing a book project right now and it is that are it's you like, yeah it's like why do I oh my
1: gosh as a brand new mom too that's so know, much are you doing been all right
0: literally crazy thanks for asking uh that's yes so hard. yes I'm almost done which is so great but that Is really good advice for me right now. And I have to remember too, it's like perfection isn't actually relatable, you know? So, yeah, it's not relatable
1: and it's not even reasonable.
0: No, it's really (laughs) not. And so, it's like when you get to a point where you're like, this is going to move people, this is going to. Change people, inspire people. Then it's it's done. You know, it's time. Totally, and so totally. So and cool. I do feel like
1: the feeling, like you as an author, the feeling that like your feelings about the book, I feel like influence how people receive it. So, so even though true. it might be on like a social media post, it might be on your podcast. However, but I do feel like letting it go at a time when you feel really at peace with it versus. I mean, at least I'm speaking from my experience. No, if I, if I let so it go true. too late, it, it like I'm kind of yep. making excuses for it in my head. Like, well, that was a year yeah. ago. I know I can do better now. I would, I would change this. I would change that. Yep. Like, there's there's, there's some there's so some danger true. in holding on. Yeah,
0: very true. So I know you're a Christian. You have faith. Um, in what ways has you know your music even brought you closer to God? Do you feel like it's strengthened your faith? Do you feel like it's been there at times for you when your faith? You know, you've had doubts or how has that kind of played a role in that?
1: Yeah, it's a a place for me to process my faith. So all of my questions, I think somehow I don't don't ever intend for it to happen. And I've had this rule actually since I was... I think I was like 15 years old, just starting out writing songs. And for some reason, like the idea of like, Oh, am I going to, what kind of music am I going to write? And Mm -hmm. how does, how does my experience of uh, my faith, like, what, what, what is that? How, what role does that play in my music? And, um, the rule was basically, I will never force my faith into my music and I'll never force it out. And so that has naturally created this place for me to process. And, um, kind of work out my questions. And so I've been, you can kind of probably trace it back. My, my, my rises, my, my rising and falling in my faith throughout my Mm -hmm. music. And so uh, in that way, like it, it helps me, it helps me to stay in tune with it. Yeah. And that's, that's like a, like I, 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 it's, it's actually, it's an area that I really love writing about and writing like it, it, it gives music gives me a place to put those questions out yes. into the world. That's you know? very
0: cool. I love it. You're you're so creative. It's like. I'm like I want to oh, think thanks. like that. Like I want to like process things oh. like that. But you welcome us into that processing. And oh, I love how Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You know, I've followed the Enneagram one so closely and it's just really cool because you don't just put it out, you've explained why and the why. I love the why because I'm such a big like I want to hear the story behind it, you know. That's why oh, that's I ask so cool people yeah. the best piece of advice you've ever been given because I'm like you give advice, you do all this stuff, but like who told you something that inspired you and it gives a glimpse of your story and oh, so oh, awesome. to hear the background was super super cool for all those. You were so uh, intentional. I think that's the word thank you. for your awesome. like careers. Like when from an outsider, is like intentionality, and not a lot that's of people so nice. thank use you. that. So it's awesome. Well, I want to do something fun. I want to have a. Enneagram yeah. combo, if you're down for it.
1: Oh, I love it. Love but it. But I had Always to invite
0: uh, my Enneagram geek into the picture, and that is my <laughs> brother, John Luke. That's great. For those people who don't know what the Enneagram is and you're about to hear us say six and seven and nine and one and all the different numbers, can you give people a little snapshot of what the Enneagram is and uh, why, why you like it, why you got into it?
1: Yeah, I'll try. So the Enneagram is made up of nine distinct and kind of uniquely beautiful types of personality. And the model assumes that each type has sort of a core wound. Uh, something that could be perceived or something that actually happened in childhood. And it really shapes your, your struggles and your successes throughout your whole life. And so it's one through nine and each one has, has a a deep um, need. And it's just an, it's just a really helpful tool to understand not only yourself, but each other and how certain things are just so much more important and so much more, um, Painful for each type, and understanding that, just knowing that there's there's this uh, kind of map out there, it 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 makes conversation, it makes relationships, it makes all of those things enriched with empathy in a way that I, no other really tool that I've ever come across. So for me, um, the enneagram has been this exactly that a tool for empathy and understanding myself better, but also um, understanding how to love the people that I love better.
0: That's awesome that was very good that was very good i don't actually uh, know
1: if that is an overview or if that's uh just
0: <laughs> that, <or> that's <laughs> no, your perspective I, I think that's a very great <laughs> overview so I'm a I am a six. So if you go to me and unhealthy, you were six. From, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so when you were talking about the like in your head, like did I open the door right? I'm like that is so me. Like I always say, like one thing. I'm like <laughs> did I say that wrong? Should I have done that? And Christian's like what are you talking about? Like you literally opened the door. Yeah. I'm what like, I you're
1: a person opening a door.
0: <laughs> I know. I, guess I yeah, get it. It is. I I,
1: I I relate to that hardcore, and um, it is. I, I feel like I saw somebody sent me. I'm sure it was some sort of meme. Um, that was basically like, if you want to know what my whole life feels like, it's just rehearsing normal everyday activities and how they went and rating them, you know, one through ten. That's totally that's my mind. That yeah. is
0: so <laughs> true. I try to get out of six. that, but that is real. That's so real. Okay, so before we start, we have to share with everyone which what enneagram numbers we are. So, Brian, yes. what are you? I, kind of I identify it as a type
1: nine and I'm, I, I say identify, I'm a hundred percent a
0: nine. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have hardcore a, nine yeah. do you wing uh-huh. one way or another?
1: I, I didn't think I did, but I do feel like I've got a, a lot more one than I realized. And that I think a yeah. lot of what we talked about already, even the creative process, that's where it comes out. Yep. And actually, I, I didn't also realize until I wrote my song for the type eight, I was like, oh, I don't have any fight in me. I've got no like strength <laughs> in that way that an eight does. And um, writing that song and kind of like thinking through my life, even as a songwriter, I do. There's a stubborn. Uh, that not to not to you know say that eights are stubborn, but there is a there is a confidence in some of my creative process in moments where I'm like, oh, that must be my eight wing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. thank
1: goodness it showed up because like, you it's know,
0: there, right?
1: Yeah, it's there. But it is. I would say it's a very mild eight wing and a pretty a, 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 a more prominent one wing than I realized.
0: Yep, that makes sense. And how about you guys? Okay, John. Lewis. So you're a type
1: six. Okay, yes.
0: Well, okay. I'm a six strong wing seven for sure. Everybody's okay. like, you're another six or seven, but like if you, like I know myself and like whenever I listen to the podcast, whenever I read the books, it's like, no doubt. I just struggle more with the things that the six struggle with, but I have yeah, more of a yeah, seven yeah. personality, I feel like. Yeah, um, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And this is funny because I also, I went back and forth, which I don't know. Did you test a nine when you took the test?
1: I, you know, it's funny. I, I think I did, and then through the help of my friend Chris, who um, wrote the the book, The Sacred Enneagram, he, he recommended, he's like, you know, the tests are really helpful to kind of narrow things down to like, you know, a third of the Enneagram that you might, you know, relate to. But really, you just gotta dive in deep and read more about it. It's and so I, I don't think there was any question that I was a nine until writing the songs. Really? Uh, each of the Enneagram songs, one, I, I started with one. And so I started realizing that like, I was re- reading and having conversations so so intently about each type that there is a part where I'm like, maybe I'm a one, yeah. maybe I'm a two, <laughs> maybe I'm a three. That is so <laughs> you know? funny. So like the entire time, which is the most nine thing ever. I'm just like merging into every type as yep. I go. You know.
0: Well, that was but, one of my questions I was gonna ask is if you went on an Enneagram journey because I'm a six wing seven, but I go back and forth because I tested a seven twice. But when oh, I read okay. it wow. all, I'm like, gosh, like there's no, like sevens don't think this much because this guy, he is a- No
2: thinking whatsoever.
0: Like strong seven. <laughs> no, that's great.
2: <laughs> no, no, no,
0: Yeah. Yes,
2: I am- <laughs> zero zero. thinking. <laughs> no thinking. So you, thought.
0: Is that what you're saying? So yeah. you're,
2: you're no. a seven? You identify as um, seven? Definitely 100% seven.
0: Like never guess. That's no, seven. great. No,
2: no doubt in my mind. Whenever, like I took the test, always got seven. And I was like, I don't know. And then I read- you know I, I would read the description like this is exactly exactly mine. oh that's awesome yeah i i've said this before and I,
1: it sounds like i'm i'm just saying it but uh if i could if i could transform myself into a type it would be a seven <laughs>
0: i know <laughs> it right is,
1: it is a more efficient way to be like you've prioritized like sure if you're if you're uh if the uh, um if pain is the thing you're avoiding if that's the if that's the kind of the crutch of the of the seven that's a that's not a bad thing to avoid. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I
2: know, right? Right. Like, right? like
1: no, the need for the the need for the nine is to have just like it literally i think father richard Rohr says the the need for the nine is to just avoid
0: anything everything just avoid it
1: all yeah and oh so to gosh. avoid pain that seems pretty like pretty efficient
0: that's and then very, the rest of the time you're just
2: having a great a great time you know like, that's
0: very reasonable that's
2: what everyone says yeah. about the seven is like the seven is like everyone wants to be the seven and that i think richard warr's book it, he said it perfectly he was like a seven will never turn down a cookie and I was like that's me and I'm like everyone <laughs> wants everyone to be a seven be that way. Until I've got some seven in me too then uh-huh. because then I won't turn down a cookie but either. everyone wants to be a seven because you ride so high and then you crash and that's the thing about the sevens <laughs> true so we got that's high highs thing. and low lows yeah. but not it's, everybody it's, sees
1: it's, it's the true. low lows
0: uh-huh. yeah
1: Disney World is that way high highs and low lows that's uh-huh. what we, every time we go there with like any sort of other family we're like just so you know like the highs are going to be amazing the lows are going to be Pretty rough.
0: <laughs> so, Are you a big Disney World
1: is a seven. It's a it's a seven uh-huh. place, right?
0: <laughs> Are you a big Disney World person?
1: I I am more than I probably should even admit. Yeah, I like. I, I grew up going pretty frequently, and um, now with kids, it's like. It, it really is like a seeing everything from a new perspective. And I just love it. So it's like
0: that's awesome. I joke around
1: that I'm going through my midlife crisis by like my deep love of Disney right now.
0: <laughs> so, that's awesome. Well, you're really going to yeah. think this is cool. I have to share this with you. So my grandparents, it's their 50th wedding anniversary this year. And 50 years oh, ago, wow. they went to Disney World on their anniversary. And it was the year that it opened. So this that's year right. is the 50th. So all of our families go to Disney World for their 50th and Disney's 50th are you serious sure? that's is amazing because cool. that's in October right because yeah, I'm they that went, much of a
1: nerd where I know that
0: <laughs> that's amazing that they went you know that when they got married that's just so cool how cool 50 years ago when it first opened and now we're going back 50 years later it's pretty oh awesome oh my
1: gosh yeah, have so, they been back several times in, in yes, the 50 years yes they've
0: been back that yeah, the, must
1: be amazing to actually have seen the developments the I know and, right yeah so cool. you'll have to so talk, cool. talk to
0: them you would, you would love it I would love that. Um well that's so cool so I was going to ask you what was I going to ask you wait again? I have a question oh yeah Please, okay, yes.
2: so yeah. Well, first I want to say with Atlas and the Enneagram, I was like so worried when you were, when, like, when the numbers were coming out, waiting for the seven, because I feel like a lot yeah. of people don't really understand like what a seven is, and they just see like totally, the happy, totally. the joy, the whatever. And I thought you hit it perfectly on like the oh, hopeful. Wow optimism, but also like the sadness mixed in, but then the, like the joy that it brings. I just, I felt oh, man. like, I was like, that is just so me. And so what a said that, that
1: means, seriously, that means so much to me to hear that. Cause I was terrified. Like I, uh, I mean, yeah. each, each of the songs, but like, yeah. I think I realized at the very start of the project that I, I don't know what I bit off. Like, this is like ridiculous. Cause at mm-hmm. first it just sounded like really fun creatively. Like, Oh, I'm going to write mm-hmm. songs mm-hmm. about these interesting, you know, versions of being a person. That's great. That'll be super yep. fun, and then realizing how sensitive that is, and yeah. how unfairly a lot of the enneagram types are represented—the eights and sevens, I would say more specifically, mm-hmm. and, and and sixes too. Actually, I was going to yeah, say maybe, actually, I might the, I might even make put them right at the top of being under under uh, appreciated in yes. in all of the writing of of the enneagram. I don't know if you felt that way, but.
0: Oh, for um, sure. It uh, it was super helpful. Whenever I listened to it, which honestly, like, it was just really beautiful because whenever my friend group was listening to it all together, and everyone in my office that oh. I used to live in Nashville and worked in an office there, and we were all listening to it together, and like we knew which one we were by which one we cried the most to. <laughs> like, it's oh, like, that's, that's your so number. Nice. But it was so empathetic. Oh. And it was, it was funny. Cause I remember when each song came out, it was like, that person was nervous to come into the office. Cause they're like, I'm exposed. Everyone knows me, but it was <laughs> oh, like so beautiful. And the six, so like cool. something that I feel like everybody thinks about six is like, they're just afraid of everything. And they're just like yes. too and scared. And, um overthink everything and like yeah but that's the net that's not the thing that we're like super proud of you know no and I feel no like that's
1: like it's really pressing into like the wound of yes. the type by people continuing to like exactly. explain sixes that way yeah. and i
0: feel like there's other types like mm-hmm. sevens where it's like oh they're so fun and like they're known for like a, a good thing but then it's also yeah. like they want to be known for the hard thing but the six is like i don't want to just be known for the hard thing but whenever yes, you exactly. <laughs> when you talked about it being like i'm believing a choose to believe that I'm a like a sanctuary like I the reason why like I fear is out of wanting to protect like whenever yeah. I think about like
2: All the worst case scenarios,
0: I'm trying to protect everyone around us. Like whenever we were growing up, this is a prime example of me being sick. So he had asthma. So he needed to carry an inhaler. Well, he did not. Yeah, he still has asthma. He wouldn't carry an inhaler. So I carried an inhaler everywhere with me because I was like, (laughs) if something happens to him, like, and I'm thinking of the worst case scenario, I would carry like. even though I didn't have allergic reactions, just in case somebody had an allergic reaction, I would like learn all about what do you do in a tornado? What do you do if this happens? Because like I wanted to be able to protect, but most people are like, Oh, you're just, you think about the worst case scenario. You're afraid. I'm like, well, yes, I do have fear with that, but it's out of a motive of like, I want security. I want my people to be in a place of security. And so you capture that so great. It is a form of love, but Oh my gosh, like even the, opening lines whenever of the sixth song we talked about i had the most vivid dream last night i i have the craziest dreams when you talked about how i was on the way up to heaven but i could only look down i was like oh my gosh like i'm telling you (laughs) your your music like i'm geeking out right now because it really meant a lot like your podcast about the Enneagram meant a lot um you talked about being like super afraid to do it, um do yeah. you feel like you being a nine in what ways did it help you do it, and what ways did it kind of cripple you in doing it?
1: Yeah, so the ways that it helped was that i i genuinely i i want to um I want to make sense and make, uh, kind of make peace with the entire Enneagram. So I was going through not as a way, like that was something I, I learned pretty quickly that like, oh, this project doesn't work. If I'm just writing songs like an ode to, you know, like uh, interesting uh, sevens do this and eights do that and fives do this. Um, so I really wanted to like, what is it, what does it feel like to be a type one? what does it feel like to be a type three? So that was like heaps and heaps of conversations. And there was a, there was a point with writing each song that I felt like my heart kind of broke for that type. It was like understanding the wound or understanding the like the, the kind of the baggage or the, the heaviness that comes with each version of being a person. And that's when I knew that I I, I had something to say about it. And I felt mm-hmm. like I, cool. I had the, um, cause it, like I said, I was, I was, and this was probably part of my nine-ness as well. Mm-hmm. But like, once I realized that people were um, like looking forward to hearing their type song, <laughs> like to me, I was like, oh no, that's not what, that's not what I wanted to Oh shoot. I don't, yeah. I'm just trying to write songs like, like I did for my song, Saturn, like about the planet, you know, like I am just, <laughs> I'm just writing about things. Um, but that was an invitation for me to like, to really learn about the people that I know and love in my life in a way that is, uh, and uh, as, as a little bit of a side note, um, The Enneagram for me is like, I think the thing that I love the most about it is that it is a shorthand to get people to go deep quick. Like I've a a few friends that I've been friends with for like 25 years and we talk about all sorts of things, but... Never to the depth that I learned about them in in like just asking them questions about being a type five or being a type two or whatever it was. And so that in in that sense, um, it was it's just a huge gift. Like, I I feel like the Enneagram is such a a beautiful shorthand for going deeper, quicker. And um, but yeah, so the ways that being a nine helped, I think, is because I came at it, I wasn't trying to solve any problems. I was just trying to honor and appreciate each person, um, which I think comes maybe from that peacemaking (laughs) perspective. The negatives is that I genuinely at multiple points thought I was each of those types. And my wife was (laughs) even being like, you've been like, you're, your character, you're, you're changing a little bit as you're writing these songs. Right. <laughs> so I yes. was definitely like mirroring and kind of merging into each thing that I was, I was going deep into. So that's kind of also when I knew I'm like, I need to move on to the next one.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah. What do you feel like uh, the Enneagram in doing this project, um, you know, working with each different type so closely, cause you yeah. had such significant things in each song from that type. Or sounds or whatever it was. Yeah. What did it teach you about like humanity as a whole? Do you feel like you stepped away and you thought more about the way that people are?
1: I definitely did. I like a thing that I, I, I and this has actually been learning that I see in in faith and I see in like I've been I've been kind of going deep into a thing called spiral dynamics a little bit lately. Just as a, I just I just geek out with this stuff and really it does seem like the best of people what it points to and the Enneagram included is that we are at our best when we're letting go mm. and the Enneagram, every single type, if you go through one through nine, um, that is really the answer, that's the solution. Like the eights want control, which is why they're guarded. And so letting go is this beautiful vulnerability for the eight, um, the six want control for they want security, they want safety. And the the, the answer is letting go and honoring honoring, honoring those feelings. And so it's, a, I think I came away from that project, including writing my nine song, uh, which was by far the the trickiest for me. Um, sure. I like. Totally, the entire time was like, oh, the nine song will be easy because it'll just be like any song that I write because I'm a nine. (laughs) I've been writing nine songs since I was 15. This is great. and in order to do the same, uh, to honor other Type Nines in the same way that I tried to for one through eight, um, I I needed to dig a lot deeper into my own garbage. Right. <laughs> than, than I wanted to. I bet um, that was
0: hard. Yes. You're like, yeah. Do I want to put that? It was not out? fun. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> and what I realized through that was the same thing. It's like, oh my the best version of myself is a form of letting go and the best yep. version of every enneagram type is a form of letting go spiral that's dynamics cool. leads to letting go like yeah. it's and i and i think faith is that way too it's it's a yep. it's a it at its best it is a trust and it's it's a letting go
0: it's very true wow that's so good that's such good advice in and of itself you know because i think we can get So many times we get so complex in our own number. Well, no one understands. It's different, you know. But at the core, like, we are all human. And we do all face the same things in life, similar things in life, you know. And to know that there are things. And I think the Bible is cool. Like, it's cool with the Bible because it's like, this is one message for all people, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just very cool that the one message genuinely can touch all people with love and with joy and with peace and with all these things. And so... Yes, the Enneagram is divided into numbers, but that doesn't mean that we're all not still human and that as totally. a collective letting go is the greatest thing for us, you know? It um, totally
1: is. It totally so is. That's very Yeah, cool. I was I was also like uh, the thing that I really loved about writing those songs and just learning, cause I, I, so I, I studied with Richard Rohr for a couple, I went to a retreat and I, I got to like hear him teach on the the Enneagram for quite a bit. And that was hugely impactful. This was like a year or two before writing those songs in preparation for it. And so all the writing, it just, I think it ended up making everyone feel so much less different in my mind, like their perspective made more sense, you know, like it's, um, I came away from it kind of feeling like, oh yeah, like that makes total sense why that childhood friend was doing what they were doing. Yeah. It yep. doesn't excuse any hurts or anything like that, but it, it, it provides a context that's like, oh yeah, that's like because the yep. like uh even like type ones, like knowing that the inner critic inner critic or inner criticism is so strong for them and that's why some maybe they can show a, a little bit of an edge themselves, like knowing that is a huge you know, like you, know, you it hurts my feelings less when someone's mean to me.
0: Yes. <laughs> you now, know? my husband is in one and it was funny because talk about Enneagram journey okay he's over there he went from like thinking he was we thought he was a two because he definitely has two he's very helpful very servant hearted so kind well he uh, then we were like I don't know. You're you're kind of like a strong personality for it, too. And, we're like, and then he's like, well, maybe, maybe I'm an eight, which then the dude goes through and were like, are you unhealthy? But it was just funny. And he's like, maybe I'm an eight. So Then we thought he was an eight. and then But we never even read or listened to one. I didn't even really know that many ones. And it's funny how your yeah. circle, you you sometimes are just one or a couple of different types. And I didn't really know that many ones close to me. And so I didn't really read about it. And when we read it, we were like, oh, my <laughs> oh, God. It, gosh, it was yep. so true. And that inner <laughs> critic, it really is a thing. And just like we all yeah. have our things. And so knowing that, though, is so helpful. Um, oh, do yeah. you feel like the Enneagram has really helped you in your marriage? Because I feel like it totally yeah. has. And John Lake probably oh, consider my saying. gosh,
1: Yeah. Have you both felt that way? Yeah. Like oh. honestly, for me, it was. Um, so I had, I, had, I had heard about the Enneagram or had, had learned a little bit about it um, through our friend Chris that um, this was maybe this is maybe seven years, six years ahead of me writing these songs and even thinking that I would want to do that. Um, And I was so skeptical. I just thought like, Oh great. Another way to reduce the human experience (laughs) into bite-sized pieces. How is that helpful? How is that helpful? And um, the thing that kind of pulled me into it was the idea that like, the Enneagram is actually not very fun. Like people can make it fun and, it, it, and there's like exciting elements to it. And there's, you know, it's fun to kind of like poke fun at each other. Um, but really like it starts like, you know, your type based on how how hurtful that description is. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs>
0: That's like, the truth. like
1: the thing that makes yeah. you cry is the thing that like, so it's not, and that gave it a little bit more credibility. And then before I knew it, like the language that my wife and I shared, her name's Kate and um it has been this huge so she's a type three and i'm a type nine and so understanding that like in, in, un in, in lesser, uh, healthy moments for her, she actually kind of comes to the nine. And mm-hmm. so that's not great.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: Like, I think everybody in marriage is kind of like wired to like, you should be like a little bit more like me. Maybe that would be good. And understanding that, no, that's actually doesn't, that's not good. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. be more like me. Let's, let's go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. so when she feels like indecisive or, um, uh, yeah mostly it's indecision I, I kind of know where we're at and that's really yeah. it's just helpful again as a shorthand to um, we yes. have we have found it to be a really beautiful tool in our marriage for seven eight years we've been married for 11 years but
0: that's awesome familiar with the Enneagram yeah that's a good tool I love how you said that because that is how I knew it wasn't a seven because when I read it I was like yes I, that's awesome
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so great yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I read the six and
0: I was like <laughs> to me you know because i'm really not scared of pain i don't i i enjoy hard conversations because i'm like they make you better like that is not a thing for me so that's when i knew like seven's out that's that's not Um, but yes the enneagram has certainly helped and just not i mean not that we we just got married not even two years ago but it's just been such a good like strength for us um because it yeah. helps us understand each other and have compassion and empathy for moments that we don't understand each other. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. But then oh, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, we just think differently. We, right. We're That's, coming it's a, different of a different value system,
1: right? Like like so the, the thing that each of us are trying to, you know, emphasize or avoid, they're, they're very different. And I think it's mm-hmm. easy to just assume everybody thinks in a similar way. Um, parenting too is a huge, um, I know, like we, we definitely believe you're not supposed to type your children, but... Mm-hmm. Like just knowing <laughs> but, in the backdrop, I mean, our, our little girl is six and four and we will never, t- I mean, we're not going to share with them that we think that they are the types that they are. Sorry. I said six and four as in their ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is right six and They are six Numbers and can four mean years more, old. more things than the Enneagram. And, um, but, but it, it helps us to like, even if we have a little bit of a hunch of what our daughters are, like, it helps us kind of make sure that we're not, not parenting Yuck. against that grain you know like we're trying to just yeah. pivot a little bit and that it it's helped us in kate's and my conversations about parenting as we go along but
0: that's awesome that's
1: good advice John Luke, did you did you hear when you were when you realized that you landed on the seven was it well i guess back up a little further did you have a like a lack of interest in the enneagram at first in general um because i think really no, that's good, well, then you must be healthy.
0: Because <laughs> usually
2: yeah. sevens are like, no thanks, like, cool, well, you guys that enjoy was kind your, of, your pain tool. <laughs> that that your was, pain was kind t- of me, and that is true about sevens, but also it was like kind of getting popular at that time, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a big seventh thing. I'm like, oh, this is the end. I, I mean, let's learn about it. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. So yeah. it, was, it was totally that. Um, and whenever, it, it really was with me and Mary-Kate, my wife, When we started reading it together, that's when we really settled our numbers. She's a two, and it was early on when we were kind of reading about this and hearing about this, and um, we had a couple living with us at the time who was big into it, and so they were talking through it with us. And we read this description of like a two and a seven, and i mean it was like they were in our house like exactly <laughs> like, it was just like yeah. it was this like argument about how a twos and seven c doing the dishes and about like twos <laughs> feeling like it should be balanced like, if you do if you cook you should like the other person should do the dishes and me as a seven thinking if you cook you should also do the dishes because like you're the one making the mess and so it was just it's just this a, different value system yeah, totally. yeah and we were like we were both coming at it and like having this major argument for like a year in our marriage about doing the dishes and <laughs> then we read this and we're like "That's good. this is it and when you say the Enneagram is a shortcut that it gave us the language to like actually solve the yeah. problem because we were like right. okay yeah. you're two here's how you're coming here's what you're thinking I'm a seven here's what I'm thinking you know That's exactly cool. it, it like gives you uh, uh you know what 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 you know
1: medicine you need for it exactly <laughs> like you uh-huh. understand you're like i'm hurting i don't know what to do about that as opposed to the enneagram is sort of like oh you might be hurting because of this and i know mm-hmm. exactly how to help with that yeah so true yeah.
0: pretty much introduced our whole family because we were on tour whenever it was kind of blowing up i guess the enneagram is always it's yeah. been a thing for a while but it was really popular <clears throat> at least in our area at the time and yeah. John Luke um came on tour and y'all had the book, like the wisdom of the guinea grand book or whatever. And John Luke literally drew out on a little dry board, remember? He drew out like the triangle <laughs> and like he was like, So if you were this, you could do this and help. Like he literally taught a class like on tour. <laughs> and we so awesome. we had so much fun. Like like you said, it's not fun, but you can make it fun by just getting to oh, know totally. each other, you know? Oh, and there absolutely. are absolutely
1: like, it really is like yeah.
0: Hard moments and like awkward moments, but they're also exciting and funny. Like that's totally you like that whole thing Um, so it was fun well I'll just wrap it up um, with a huge thank you because this has been so fun first of all you're so creative and talented and I'm thankful that you share all that with the world thank you for not sitting on it too long and letting us you know get get the cookies while they're hot seriously everything that you 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 put out is incredible and I know you're still on the journey of your atlas Um, what, what are you on right now what are you putting out right now
1: So it is, uh, it's going to start, I think in September is the official start month and it'll be Atlas three. So it's, it's a trilogy. So basically Atlas, um, started with Atlas one and it was songs based based on like the origins of all things. So I did songs for the concept of darkness kind of before everything. And then I did songs based on light, which is the beginning of everything. And then I went through the planets and, um, kind of got closer (laughs) and closer to earth. And then Atlas two is all about involuntary human development. And those songs finished up with the Enneagram, which I like. To think of is more involuntary. I do think that the enneagram, um, I, I like to believe that it's hardwired into us. But mm-hmm. anyway, the themes that I explore in, in Atlas Two are based on involuntary human development. So it's our senses, it's our um, basic emotions, it's the things that we are born into without much say. And then um, what I'm currently working on Atlas Three is voluntary human, human development. So it's everything that we do with what we're given. It's all the all the things wow. that we can do with with the 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 gifts and the tools that we have in front of us. So wow, um, I will do cool. a song for each of the seven definitions of love, um, which wow. I'm really excited wow. about in Atlas three. And so I've been kind of working through that, but it's a trilogy and I, I do this because I nerd out on all the themes and I like, I like it's like a giant concept album over 70 something songs, wow. um, but really it's just, songs.
0: <laughs> just putting is, songs out there. No, it is not just songs. That's incredible. I can't wait. Did you say it comes out in September?
1: Yeah, it starts in September. So the first song, which which is called overture three slash awake which is a really catchy title <laughs> nobody will remember it and uh it's it, yeah.
0: that's awesome but, hey we'll yeah. remember it uh-huh. it's gonna be awesome <laughs> well we're so excited thank you again for all that and just it's geeking out with us about pleasure. the end of you um are an incredible person and your marriage is an Aww. inspiration with the things that you shared and the, your fatherhood and all the things so thank you for being Aww. on the what's good podcast
1: that's so touching. Thank you so much guys. Seriously it was so fun to talk. It's a highlight of my week.